This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Iron. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Past Podcast, presented by Clutch Points, Blue Wire, and our fine friends at Bet Online. I am your host, Blake Level. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We're back for another exciting episode and another exciting series. Uh, if you missed our previous episode, what we did was uh, start looking at our top ten for specific positions heading into the 2020 NFL season. We went through the quarterbacks. Did it draft style, where uh, we decided that Dylan was going to get the number one pick, and uh, he got number one, I got two, and so forth through our top ten, picking the players that we would try to build the team around at that specific position heading into this season only. So we're not looking ahead five, ten years, anything like that. Uh, We're going with just this season. We want to win a Super Bowl. Who are we picking if we have the choice at that specific spot in our top ten? So, Dylan, um, running backs, I think, are going to be a little bit tougher when it comes to the running back position than the quarterback position because, as we were talking about before we started recording, my goodness, there are a lot of different ways you can go here. Do you want someone and just run it down people's throats? Do you want someone who can catch it out of the backfield? Um, so many different options when it comes to picking your top ten here. Yeah, unlike with the quarterbacks where I really could think of, like, tiers of guys and had a pretty good idea going in, it just feels like there are, like, a set amount of really good running backs, and you could see them in different offenses all succeeding in different ways. So trying to separate those guys from each other is uh, difficult. But, yeah, I'm going to, at least personally, I'll, I'm going to try to think about if I have a league average head coach because otherwise Raheem Mostert okay. might be my top pick. But if a league average head coach, um, as well as a league average offensive line, otherwise team around them, uh, and try to think about which guys would still succeed in that in that format. That's kind of how I'm going to go about it. But yeah, it is it is kind of tough. Like I'm saying, there's just so many really good running backs, and it's part of why, um, you know, based on uh, we've talked about so many different times, but yeah. why the value of these guys sometimes goes down is just because the amount of dudes that can get the job done at a really high level in the NFL. You see these guys really quickly translate from the college level to the pros. And, I mean, there's a pretty good chance if we did this uh, for next season, we'd have some of these rookies, maybe one of them would crack the top ten for us. So guys translate quickly, and, yeah, there's just so many good options to pick from. It makes it really difficult um, and how to separate them and think about uh, who we you know, tiering them. It's just, yeah, compared to quarterbacks, much more difficult. Yep, for sure. And uh, since you got the number one pick with quarterbacks, I get the number one pick here. With running backs, you had the most obvious choice ever, uh, quarterback at number one. Mine, maybe not so obvious. Uh, I think nowhere near as obvious probably as Patrick Mahomes at number one. 
in our quarterback uh, position. But um, this one, I still think I'm pretty confident in where I would go with this one and probably not much of a surprise if you were someone mm-hmm. that were going to just simply try to start a team. You wanted to get the most value you could out of this guy. And I think I would go with Christian McCaffrey. I just think we've seen it. You know, we've seen what he can do rushing-wise. We've seen what he can do catching out of the backfield. Goes for over 1,000 yards receiving last year. Um, certainly the offense, you know, they decided that, hey, that's the best chance they had to win. And I think anyone in that scenario would do the same thing. Um, no matter what team you put him on, I think you're going to be able to run with him. You're going to be able to throw it to him. And I think that's a situation where when you compare him to a lot of other people, it's just one where I think it's – I don't want to say it's a no-brainer because I think there's some good options yeah. right there in that group behind him. But uh, I, I still feel pretty confident in him being the number one pick. No, I agree. As much as I kind of beforehand was talking about other guys that maybe would be my, my number one pick, the more you think about what he was able to do last year with that offense, not really having a, a ton of uh, help uh, on the offensive line really or at quarterback. And they finished 31st in um, DVOA as passing the ball, ninth though in rushing and – um, for that passing, finishing where it is, I mean, he was a big part of why they didn't finish last in the NFL in, um, in throwing the football because of his ability to just do everything for them. Uh, he was on the field last year for almost 94% of their snaps. I, I figure Matt Rule will lower that and attempt to keep him at a, a better clip at, at the end of the season. You kind of uh, could see by the end of the year uh, all the wear and tear probably at its hole, and I know they, they've they talked a lot about limiting him, but I don't think it's really going to matter. I still think, yeah, fantasy-wise, non-fantasy-wise, any way you look at it, there's probably not a running back you want um, uh, more than McCaffrey at this point, and that's the reason why he's getting paid more than we uh, uh, typically see for running backs because he's not really your just standard guy. Like a lot of these guys can kind of plug and play in certain offenses. He's a guy that adds so much versatility, so much – firepower he's a weapon and uh you know everything you do in offense so a unique player for this list for sure yep and of course uh that brings you to the number two pick like you said there's some guys you maybe would have considered at number one although i think we both ultimately would have taken mccaffrey but that group behind him you know if we put it in this situation really you could group some of these guys in with him but that's where it gets a lot more interesting because (laughs) i think this number two pick um, certainly pretty difficult, I'd say, in terms of trying to yep. figure out the best option uh, number two. It's Yeah, it's really hard because it's – yeah, there's just so many guys I think about that I uh, – you know, my own biases and guys I've had in fantasy teams, I'm trying to take that out of the equation and who I'd really want. And there might be – there's one running back in particular that uh, you might end up taking at number three. Um, I actually am still considering taking him here. It's a really tough <laughs> – between two guys in particular because I'm thinking about what I would want in an offense, and that's not really fair to say who's the best running back necessarily. And he's still a really good receiver and uh, at least advanced stat-wise, DYAR, advanced stat that um, football outsiders ranks their running backs by – he was first, uh, just barely above McCaffrey last year, and that's Ezekiel Elliott. So I'm going to go with him as my number two pick. Right. The guy I was thinking about picking because of his versatility and just my own bias of having him on uh, a couple fantasy teams in the past is Alvin Kamara. I just uh, His ability to kind of do what McCaffrey does, very similar in terms of skill sets and what they bring to an offense. Um, but I think Zeke just over you know, just year after year, and you know, for all the criticism they've received as a team and all the different things, the blowback with their inability to capitalize on some of these really good teams, he still put together a really great season last year. One of the most effective runners, you know, when you take into account all the different circumstances of when he was running the ball, um, as Football Outsiders does with these stats, near the top at DVOA, the only other guys above him were in offenses where. 
Uh, I really don't think it's fair to, to judge because of what they're doing. At what, Raheem Mostert's a top guy, but that's you're taking into account that offensive line in San Francisco, their yep. ability um, with the game planning and what they do with Kyle Shanahan. So, yeah, I think Zeke has proven, uh, you know, year after year, even though he obviously had a suspension a couple years ago, but uh, just overall still at this point, if I'm trying to be unbiased as possible, hit the numbers back up him being at least in this top three or so. So, I, yeah, I feel comfortable making him my number two pick here. Yeah, it's kind of where I thought you'd go because I think, like you said, there's probably two or three options if I would have had the number two pick, and I think he's among that group certainly. May have been the number one option, although I think I would probably go back and forth with a couple of the others I'm thinking here. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, like you said, he's he's proven what he can do, and you can say what you want about what's around him. But uh, still, very talented, and there's a reason why he still has a lot of success. Yeah. It's because he's good. And uh, I think the same goes for the other guy that you mentioned, which is who I'm going to take at number three. I probably <laughs> would have I, – I don't know. Like, I would have been – it would have been pretty close to a toss-up for me at number two if I'd have had the number two pick yeah. with with either Zeke or Alvin Kamara, who I'm going to take at number three. Uh, I think he's someone that you know an, another guy who's played in a great offense, sure played with a you know a Hall of Fame quarterback, um, but at the same time, I think it's one of those where just the eye test, like you just watch the guy play and you see him, uh, you know, kind of weave in and out, and and just when he runs, when he catches, there's just so many things he can do and. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't say that maybe it's a clear cut number three. I don't want to, I don't even know if I say they're the clear cut top three, but I think for this purpose, again, we're building a team to try to win a Super Bowl. I think versatility is what you want in that scenario. And obviously there's a guy we haven't mentioned yet who was the NFL's (laughs) rushing leader last year. Uh, but Again, I think it's because the versatility, which is where the running back position is heading in the NFL, uh, and that's why I think we have McCaffrey, Elliott, and Kamara, one three. Yeah, Kamara, I mean, his vision, and obviously you see the same thing with these other two guys that we've already named, but something about the way Kamara sees the field, he obviously underrated with how fast he is and his ability to run away from defenders, but he just it feels like he's playing kind of at a different level of just intelligence of what is happening on the field. He doesn't make any uh, cut or any move without thinking about it in the moment. It's just, he's such a fun guy to watch unless you're rooting for the team facing him. But uh, definitely a guy fantasy wise right now, you got me beat on the uh, PPR <laughs> league right here with McCaffrey and Kamara. They can't get much yep. better than that. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with these three picks, but I, I do think I actually, now as we roll to the next one, it's not going to be those two top rushers from last year still, but I have a better idea. I think what I'm going to take here, uh, health pending. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Look, look at that. What a tease and a, a spoiler there. Uh, number four here. We've gotten to this point and uh, all right. The big reveal for number four. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know exactly where you're headed here. So yeah, it's, it's a guy that I, I still think when he's fully healthy, possibly could be the number one guy on this list. And that's partially why he's especially slowed down last year. And that's Saquon Barkley. I, I need. A, I mean, in terms of a guy that's able to do everything, we, obviously Kamara and McCaffrey have been at the top. But when when Saquon's healthy, his ability to catch the ball and his ability to do, do everything you can want from a running back, vision, speed, elusiveness, uh, yep. break, like, break so many tackles, and what he's done with a pretty pretty below average offensive line in New York and the, not the best offense overall. I, I do think in a league average offense in this kind of situation, I think he can make a lot happen um, with his ability, and I, I would be confident putting him into any lineup and feeling really good about what he's able to do. Obviously, health is the one concern. He's still relatively young. I feel like they they, gave, they didn't try to rush him back. There was no reason to last year. Yeah. Um, obviously, they, they didn't want to try to play him. But, it, you know, just overall, they I think 
there's no reason to not think going into the season he'll be fully healthy. Obviously, it takes a, a toll, but all these running backs are getting hit so much, so you can only really take injuries so much into account for a list like this. And I just, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a reason that he was going for, for a lot of people as the number one pick in fantasy and yep. overall last season. And just, yeah, I mean, he's he's a chance. That obviously, it's held against him because of you know he's drafted above a lot of great quarterback or you know quarterbacks that are at least potentially going to be franchise quarterbacks for a number of different teams um, as a number two pick back in his draft. But uh, I don't think you can hold that against him when you just match him up with some of these other running backs. I feel good about his versatility, and that's the one thing that separates him from maybe a couple guys that you know dominated running the football last year um, on the total stats. I just think that added element that I you know Zeke is a good receiver, but I I think when you think of all these guys, you have to think about them not just running the ball. You have to think of what they provide for an offense overall, and I think Saquon's right in that category up here. Yeah, my man Saquon. Um, you know, my fantasy guy <laughs> last year, of course. Uh, we know how that unfolded. Um, with the injury and such, it didn't exactly work out too well. But um, that's all right. But, but like you said, I think you just look at a pure talent. You can put him in that discussion for the top pick uh, without question. And, and again, we're we're doing it for this season. So it's not like we can project injuries and we're not, you know, kind of looking yeah. at it for this. We're, we're assuming that everyone is fully healthy heading into the season. Uh, based on where they are right now. And so uh, that's why I think it makes it, you know, you have to you have to stress that because otherwise you can't really look, you can't look back necessarily, but you still got to have that, you know, kind of in the back of your mind when you go into the season, assuming that everyone yeah. is healthy. So uh, there's your top four. And uh, I think uh, before we do the number five one, uh, that gives me a little more time to stall, right? This is a, this is a stall. <laughs> this is why I do these because that way I get to stall a little bit because I don't know who I'm going to pick yet. For number five, and of course, uh, that means we get to talk about our friends at Bet Online. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. No better place to start than at our exclusive partners, Bet Online. You can get in on the action for this week's big UFC fight, or check out the odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. And if you can't wait for your favorite team, to come back, Bet Online has future odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or you can check out the daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. All you gotta do visit BetOnline.ag and use the promo code BlueWire to receive your new welcome bonus. That's the promo code BlueWire, all one word. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. All right, enough of the stalling. Now, time for me to get to my number five pick. And I will tell you, Dylan, I narrowed it down to two guys here. And I still don't know which one I'm going to pick. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've got to pick one. And, yes. man, I keep going back and forth on these two. Because if you look at the numbers, I think I'd probably be crazy to skip picking one guy. But if you think about it just in terms of – I don't know if this guy maybe is considered more versatile or not, but I think they're they're both pretty good. They're both the same age. Um, man, this is this is a tough oh, one because I I tell you, I think that I am going to. And we talk about injuries; you can't put that into play and all that. Yeah. Um, but I think I've seen enough from Nick Chubb to put him Ooh. at this next spot now. The other guy, of course, he came back from a significant injury, and he looks like, you know, the same great player he's always been. And we'll probably get to him in a second, it would be my guess. But uh, maybe he's still going to be there for me with the number seven pick. I don't know. But I just, I again, I think I've seen enough from Nick Chubb. I know receiving-wise, you know, not a ton of receiving yards, but 
I still think he's capable, and I think that's something we've seen that he's capable of it. You know, whether or not the Browns use him more now in that role, I don't know. They've got Kareem Hunt there again. We're we're building a team from scratch, and that that's another interesting name. I just thought about it's Kareem Hunt. You know, if you think about it, all things considered. Yeah. Um, but but I think I would go with Nick Chubb because I, I think he's shown enough at this point. Yeah, he's definitely up there for me. I would have considered him in this range. I'm curious who you're thinking of. I think the injury clue probably <laughs> yes. gave it maybe away from me. Um, but otherwise, yeah, no, I, I feel pretty good about this. I think, yeah, like I, I didn't take him with the last pick kind of because of that. Um, I, I, not because I don't think he's versatile. Maybe we'll see uh, Kevin Stefanski utilize his ability to catch the ball a bit more, uh, but more a little more traditional in how they used him. But he's still insanely uh, productive, averaging five yards per carry with a, you know, a team that – uh, the big focus last year was how bad that offensive line was. Yeah. Um, I do think some teams probably were pinning their ears back a little bit uh, because they knew they could to rush the passer and they were getting away with some – and a lot of big runs. I think that average is probably bumped up by somewhere. You, and not to take anything away from uh, Chubb, but like the, he had a lot of really long touchdowns and really long runs where he just – uh, got a huge hole and just hit it, and there he goes. So, um, but I, yeah, no, I think he's definitely worthy of being at the top of this list. One of the top fantasy running backs, top overall running backs. Um, obviously, fantasy wise, not that that's what we're supposed to be taking into account. Uh, not a guy like Kamara where you worry about him getting vultured for yep. carries inside the five. He's he's doing everything for Cleveland, and I think yeah, he's going to have a great year for them with the better offensive line and uh, very worthy of being in this top five six range here. I don't know, man. The more I think about this, I'm like, am I? Why am I forgetting the one guy? <laughs> that's still out there that we have not mentioned. Um, and I think a lot of people listen to this guys, one. Though. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think there's one guy specifically that's, you know, probably still looking down from where he's at in terms of the, the leaderboard here on rushing um, and wondering, well, why are these yeah. guys behind me going before me? Uh, uh, but then again, if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, you know where I stand on this particular team. And so uh, that bias apparently coming back into play. Uh, but we'll we'll get to him. I, have, I feel strongly he's going to be in our top ten. It's just a matter of where he's going to be at. Which leads us to the number six pick here. And uh, this is an interesting one because, hey, maybe this guy goes number six. Maybe the guy I teased about yeah. injuries goes number six. Uh, we'll see. It's Dylan's pick. Those are definitely the two I'm, I'm <laughs> currently looking at the numbers for, currently – thinking about um, just – and they're really close in terms of the, the DYAR, the football outsider stats. They're really not that separate. Um, I, Yeah, and, I, and I'm trying to take my bias out because I'm, I, both of my fantasy teams last year, this was my top player <laughs> that I'm considering against another guy who – um, I do think kind of fits into the McCaffrey, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, the other guy that had injury troubles yeah. in the past. It kind of fits in that McCaffrey, um, Alvin Kamara kind of range type of player with his skill set. Yeah. I'm just going to have a hard time not going with the guy that not only led the league in, in <laughs> rushing, but um, just uh, and, and I know he had a great offensive line and a great uh, you know ability around him, but he also was just. Right, just running through dudes. No one wanted to face Derrick Henry, and yep. uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let my bias take a little bit of a, uh, a full, uh, you know, <laughs> be involved here. And yeah, obviously we're thinking about just this one season, um, so maybe I could take into account, you know, the wear and tear he had from last year. They just relied so hard on him through the playoffs, and he kept delivering, delivering, had that like stretch of 200 rushing yard performances, and just was on a different level. I I don't think he's uh, he's definitely a kind of guy that. Um, you know, with maybe a worse offensive line, maybe wouldn't be as effective, but I still have a hard time believing he wouldn't be deserving yeah. of being one of the top five, six running backs. Um, so, yeah, maybe we, we pick some guys that uh, Titans fans won't be exactly excited about him being <laughs> below, but I, I, 
you know, it's again, all these guys are just so good. It's only, yeah. it's just a matter of what you're really looking for in that moment. And everyone, you could, you could uh, pick out stats for every single one of these guys, advanced stats, just regular accounting stats, whatever it is, yeah. and make an argument. Um, and j- just, yeah, sheer dominance on the football field. I think it, I'm just picturing now all the, all the highlight runs he has, even though he's a really big dude, also has that breakaway speed. Um, and I think he's an underrated receiver. They, they obviously, you know, he had some, a decent amount of, uh, not too many receiving yards, but a lot of them, as I mentioned to Blake before, came on one screen pass against the Browns. It's like an 80-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think they could use a Mars receiver. It's just more of the of the offense they have. So I, I do think he's capable. I don't route running wise, not in the level of some of these guys that we've mentioned above, and that you're probably going to pick with the number seven pick. But I still think he's a, a viable receiver. And if a team had a different offensive set, he'd still be just as effective through the air. Would you have picked him at number five ahead of Nick Chubb? See that's those are those two guys were like in the same. Yeah. Uh, I think if you look like, at their numbers, very there are a yeah. lot of similarities in terms of their numbers. If you just look at it, um, I know the touchdowns are different, but I think again we have to remember too. I think maybe some of those touchdowns in terms of where they came from. Uh, that's not to say you know that better offensive line. They yeah, just, you think about the Browns last year; they consistently would get inside the five and throw the ball for some reason. First of all, and then second of all, they yeah they just could, they could not push through. They had. I don't know how the stats in front of me, but they're one of the worst. They had to be one of the worst teams in terms of converting touchdowns inside the five yard line. Well, and Derrick Henry did only do his in 15 games, so it's worth noting on yes. that too. So, um, so maybe there's that. But yes, yeah, like you said, it's how we're building our team. It's a preference thing. Uh, we're not knocking Derrick Henry because I think you could you could pick and choose from this top six specifically and be like, you know what, I can move that gap to number two. I can just yeah, yeah. you can. Mix and match, uh, but I will run to the podium like I have before on these series <laughs> and take Dalvin Cook uh, number seven. He yeah. was obviously the one I was teasing uh, a minute ago that uh, I considered taking at number five. Um, and again, it's the injury thing we talked about, but I, I think it's pretty clear when he came back. Uh, you know, he's someone in that what you said, you know, Camara McCaffrey type that can run, he can catch, um, and so I think even having Al- even having Dalvin Cook here at number seven. Um, I, I think I'd be I'd be thrilled to have him as the number seven running back on the board just because he's still just really talented. No, absolutely. There's a reason, obviously, the value in the actual NFL compared to fantasy is much different. These guys all are – these are we're basically naming off the first round of yeah, basically in fantasy. So, yeah, I mean, Dalvin obviously ended up with quite a few rushing touchdowns, bounced back, played in 14 games last year. Didn't have any receiving touchdowns, but still 500 yards to the air. So, yeah, I, and I think he if they really wanted to go full-on McCaffrey mode, obviously they're not going to – I don't know if that's always the best idea in terms of – how many hits these guys are taking. But I think Dalvin Cook, just like Kamara and Kat McCaffrey, very similar in terms of just they can just great route runners on their own. They could probably make it as receivers in the NFL, as slot receivers if they really wanted to. Um, but overall, yeah, I, I was considering him too, like I said, over Derrick Henry. Just uh, you had to had to make a call one way, and I really don't <laughs> think you can go wrong with either of those two. Well, I don't envy your spot here at number eight. I'll tell you that because yeah. – this is where I think, and we, we were laughing about this with the quarterbacks, but this is where I really think it gets interesting because, I mean, you know, there are, I don't even, I don't even, I wouldn't even say the word obvious. Like, I don't know that there are, like, the obvious ones at mm-hmm. number eight. Like, it, whereas this one, it was sort of like, okay, Dalvin Cook, and then who's next? Like, I think it's, and that's not to knock these guys. I think it's just your preference really matters when it comes to this next pick because, um, there are a lot of different guys, I think, in this range that you could go with. Like, I could even look down and say, you know what, I see uh, five, 
seven different guys that I could put in this spot and say, you know what, I can make the argument and understand why I would put him in this range here at number seven or number uh, eight. Yeah, number eight. Sorry. Yeah, it's really tough. I'm struggling quite a bit because yeah, there's a number of names that seem to fit, and there's and maybe this the, the one I might I think I'm gonna go with is a little bit. I mean, he played every game last year, and okay, I, yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a guy that I, I'm, I'm assuming was on your list, um, but probably, maybe doesn't get the love because of where he's played. And I think I'm taking that part into account where if, if he had a better offensive line in front of him, better just offense overall, I think his performance would be much better. Another guy that struggled with injuries and in parts of his career, but last year did play all 16 games. And I'm picking him over a few other guys that I might regret. But at the same time, I, I feel like they're all kind of in the same ballpark. Uh, I'm going to go with Joe Mixon here. Um, another guy that's a great receiver, had three rushing or three receiving touchdowns, only five rushing. But again, you have to take into account the team he was playing on. They've improved their offensive line. Obviously, we'll see what how Joe Burrow does in year one. But overall, I just I feel like I could place this guy into a lot of offenses in the NFL, and he put up even better numbers. Still got yeah. over 1,100 yards. Still averaged four yards per carry for the Bengals, which is not easy. A team that's not going to be was not running last year, especially uh, the ball a ton late in the game because they were very very commonly losing. Um, so he hasn't had as, as many opportunities in a system that um, overall I do think he's he will be a big part of it, and I'm excited to see what it looks like. And I just hope before, you know, some of these running backs, um, as much as you don't want to say it, but the amount of years that these guys are going to be able to have the wear and tear, just over time, so many running backs, once they get past 30, uh, do not have the same effectiveness. Not everyone's going to be Frank Gore. So, um, I, yeah, I just I hope that the Bengals figure it out before. I mean, Joe Mixon's still relatively young, but I, I do think they need that. <laughs> uh, they don't have only so long because, I mean, he has struggled with injuries, but just for this one year, and maybe I'm just being a little naive when I look at some of these other guys. There's great names still on the board, but I, I'm and maybe you know fantasy owners have been a little disappointed here and there with him, um, with the touchdowns and that. But I still think his skill set is right there with these top seven eight players here. All right, I lied. I said number eight was tough. Man, number nine for me is a difficult one because they're all tough here on out. Yeah, yeah, and this is again. I there's going to be some guys left out of our top ten that I'm just going to be like, how'd that guy get left out of the top ten? Um. Man, because there's one player, and I'm sure if I start talking about him, you know what I'm talking about, who plays on a team where I think if he didn't play on that team, you just mentioned it with Joe Mixon, we haven't seen him, of course, because he sat out an entire season, um, and now he's playing with a team that, you know, I don't know how you look at his numbers and say, I don't think you can even fairly judge how good he is still because he plays on a team that's not very good. Uh, of course, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Le'Veon Bell, but I don't know. Like oh. he's he's an interesting one to oh. me because like he's not. I don't think he's that far outside of talent yeah. wise that these guys were talking about. But the problem is he went from playing for the Steelers to playing for the Jets, and now I think everyone just assumes that he's a terrible player because his numbers were yeah. not great. He played in a mm. terrible offense. Ugh. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not picking him. I'm just telling you that's one that I've yeah. I've looked at and said, you know what. Am I forgetting about this guy? Ultimately, though, here's what I decided for this one, and I think it's one where he doesn't have the body of work maybe that some of these other guys ahead of him may, um, mm-hmm. but he's still someone I think that going into the season, I saw enough from him last season, um, and I think he could be used a little bit more passing-wise. He didn't have that last season necessarily not much in their offense. And that's Josh Jacobs. I think mm. um, I don't know, man. I just I think he's someone that we saw it. And again, I mean, the Raiders were not the best offense in the world, 
Um, but yet he was still, I think he was still really good. And yeah. I think it's one where, you know, if you're if you're being able to build a, your type of team around the guy, I think you could do a lot worse than, than having him maybe here at, at this, uh, this spot in particular. Yeah, by PFF standards, he was ranked as the second most elusive running back, just a guy that, you know, in situations where a lot of running backs would just get tackled or maybe fall forward for a couple of yards, he's able to completely avoid defenders. So you take that into account, I, I agree completely that they could – use him much more uh, passing the ball. I feel like he's yeah. he has that ability in him. He's uh, maybe not on the same route running ability as those guys I mentioned. Maybe he could make it as receivers in the NFL, but I still think he's a pretty good route runner from what I've seen. And yeah. Uh, overall, yeah, just he, I, I definitely did actually consider him with number eight. He was one of the guys that kind of was in that grouping for me when I, when I picked Mixon and had him a second ago. And, yeah, really excited to see what Jacobs does this year. I, you know, I, I do think, like you're saying, his role can just increase from here. He still almost had five yards per carry. Another team that didn't have a lot of, you know, finishing with a decent record, but didn't have a ton of games that they're really pounding the ball late in the game. So, um, and I, you know, a guy that's fought through, I mean, toughness-wise, he – I mean, you watch him run, first of all, and it's, it's just ridiculous how his refusal to go down, he, you can tell he, how much he really cares and loves playing the position. But then also with the injuries he had and what he played through, um, a guy that your confidence is going to stay on the field no matter what. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's a solid pick here. All right. Well, that puts you in the unenvious spots at number 10 <laughs> because uh, this is one where, you know, you basically got your pick. But, um, man, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, that. I felt pretty like I was pretty sold on Josh Jacobs at that spot, and I I was not so which of course I talked about Le'Veon Bell, but I was just looking down at all the other guys and thinking, you know what, nah, I'm not sure about him, not sure about him. And the more you keep going down, you're like, all right, I felt pretty good about him, and that's where Josh Jacobs was at. So I'm not sure where you're going with this spot. Um, mm, I so. I mean, look, there's there's another guy on here. I I think that you know he's kind. Of, I don't want to say he's the same as Le'Veon Bell, but like Leonard Fournette, I think he's another guy that, you know, are yeah. you guaranteeing him injury-wise? But, like, if you just look at the numbers, like, they're not bad. And he's playing for the Jags, man. He's not playing for the I Chiefs. Know. And I think that's something, too, where you think about it. It's like, is he really number 10? Because I don't know. If you stick him on a decent team, like, I don't know that he's not a lot better. So, that, I don't know. This, hey, it's your pick. But I'm just uh, – I'm trying to confuse you even more. So, yeah, no, it's I, you know, he had a lot of receiving yards uh, last season yeah. still with that offense, but I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's really tough because I mean, if we even made the whole list back to to all 32 teams or top 32 running backs or whatever, you're gonna see some guys really far down that list that are probably you know surprisingly really good names, and yeah, it's just really tough to pick one more here. Um, in terms of obviously that could, this could change, like I said, with the rookies based on how they do. Got, you know, what the teams are on are going to be really dependent. Um, I think the, the top three that that I could think of that possibly would next season be there, Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and Jacob yeah. Dobbins. They play for the Colts, Ravens, some of the best offensive lines in the NFL. So that's going to be something you have to kind of take into account <laughs> before you put them ahead of some of these other names. I agree completely on Le'Veon. He's one I really was considering here. Um, even in the number eight spot, a name that I <laughs> looked at and was like, I don't know. And obviously if he's fully healthy – uh, Todd Gurley, you would consider him maybe too. It's it's only a couple years removed from him being before the end of the 2018 season. He was he obviously would have been um, top five for any 2017 season yep. uh, that year. Um, 2018, even before he started struggling with injuries at the end of the year, was near the top as well. Um, but I, I just, you know, even though I'm not really taking injuries into account um, for you know long term from the past, I, it's still it's hard. It's clouding me a little bit here. Um, so I'm and. There's one other guy that I 
we haven't mentioned that I, I did consider earlier too, but I just think I can't, uh, I'm not sure exactly based on the system that he'd always be as successful. And that's Kenyon Drake from what yep. he did last year, how he was able to move forward. So man, it's, it's tough. And, and like advanced stat wise, a guy named that we haven't mentioned at all that finished third in DYR is uh, Mark Ingram. Um, I, I'm just a little bit at this point in his career. I, I don't know, man. And playing with Baltimore and Lamar, it's have to take that into account. And I know those stats are supposed to sort that through, but I'm going to go with the number, the fourth player in DYAR, uh, the fourth best running back last season, according to football outsiders. Um, another guy that's a great receiving threat, had a ton of touchdowns, but just overall, I uh, also trust him kind of in the same mold as Dalvin Cook and some of these other guys that are dual threats. And that's Aaron Jones, hmm. um, the Packers, who I, I know he plays with a great quarterback and a great offense, but I do think he has a skill set where he could still make it work with a lot of different teams. Um, and that's not to take away from some of these other guys that I, that I passed on just because again, it's just, there's, there's so many good running backs, really good running backs that, um, you, you'd be happy to have, but, uh, yeah, I, I think just Aaron Jones versatility is the reason. And my, I, yeah, Ken and Drake has that versatility too, but I, I trust Aaron a little bit more as a sort of regular runner too. Yeah. Um, so that gives them the edge here over a lot of, yeah, a lot of great candidates that just barely were missed. We left Chris Carson out of the top ten. We left, um, let's see, he's one that stood out. I'm just going through some of the other names here. I I think that's probably the biggest one. Uh, You mentioned Todd Gurley, I mean, and Le'Veon, of course. I think those are the ones that have interesting cases based on their their overall talent. But like we said, um, you know, can you trust them in a one-season scenario? I think that's something you look at. Um, you know, if you just look down the, the line, the numbers, you know, Marlon Mack was in there, uh, Carlos Hyde. I don't think we would have picked them. Philip Lindsay, um, you know, guys like that. But I, I think, I don't know. I feel pretty good about our top ten here, though. I think we we nailed yeah. it. Um, you know, I think we did the same with the quarterbacks, and I think our top ten looks good here. But as we said, Chris Carson probably won. that stands out maybe the most, but I think he's another one, too, that because he plays in a – an interesting offense. I think it's maybe sometimes people don't necessarily give him enough credit just because, um, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we, we know how it is. Like sometimes they, they've had eight, they, they've had eight <laughs> running backs, you know, fumbles, all that kinds of stuff. So yeah. um, it's, it's an interesting one with him, even the, despite the numbers, but uh, there you go. Leonard Fournette, another one, as we said, kind of left out there too, but uh, there you go. There's our top 10 uh, with the running backs. Uh, how would you pick them? Let us know. And uh, Dylan, we've got a lot of great stuff going on over clutch points. Uh, here as we start to prepare for the season, which uh, we don't know any details about it, but uh, we're still prepared for the season over at Clutch Points. Yeah, you can go to clutchpoints.com to the NFL section there on the homepage. All of our NFL content, starting up with some fantasy stuff now, but also just overall looking at these teams. You know, in a normal circumstance, it would only be basically a month of the first preseason games. Uh, obviously, the first two got cut, but yeah, we're really not that far off at this point. So it is time to start thinking about it if things are going to play out we'll see how it all goes and obviously baseball and uh, basketball and hockey yep. getting started will provide some sort of guide but you can follow our nfl content there you can re- listen to the podcast there as well as in the clutch points app we'll have those games for mlb and nba once they start the nfl obviously when it does as well a lot of cool features that we're adding to kind of liven up the streams and those uh, outside of just games themselves so a lot of good stuff in the app and, and on the site for the NFL Clutch Points. Yep, check all that out at Clutch Points, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use, just search for us there. And uh, thanks, as always, to the fine folks at Blue Wire and Bet Online for all that they do. And thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past Podcast.
Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.